Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And live from a parking lot. We are. We are hopefully safely away from enough people other than each other. Um, we're going to talk about something a little different today um, than our normal episode, but if you're, unless you've been in a coma for the last several weeks, you probably know what's been going on across the globe and now specifically in our country. So we're uh, going to talk a little bit about coronavirus, COVID-19, um, and its effect on the restaurant world and what we can do as consumers and you know some things that barbecue restaurants are doing and can do to hopefully be able to weather this storm. Hopefully things improve in the near future and we can go back to life as we know it. But in the meantime, let's try to uh, give some information out. Yeah, we, we know this is going to impact financially uh, many, many of our friends and a lot of these small businesses and they can't sustain, you know, declining business for months. Hopefully this is something that passes in a number of weeks. Hopefully they get back on their feet. But we'll talk about a few things that you can do between now and then, um, you know, reasonably so. We're not going to say go out and gallivant around and touch people and kiss people. And we're not going to say dig a, dig a bunker in your backyard and hide. That's up to you. Right. And of course, first and foremost, in case this is somehow the first episode of the show you're listening to, we are not medical doctors. <laughs> not even close. We are not healthcare professionals. <laughs> we don't own barbecue joints. We're not fact. even particularly healthy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but we do, you know, obviously we have a, a extreme interest in the barbecue world, the restaurant industry. We have a lot of friends and people we care about in that industry. And we want to do anything we can to help disseminate inf- information that will help the consumer make educated decisions and uh, hopefully continue to support your favorite restaurants doesn't have to be a barbecue joint obviously we're a barbecue focused show so we hope you're supporting barbecue but local businesses local restaurants um, we need to support them as much as we can right now absolutely i I had barbecue today um, and then went to a a local mexican restaurant last night Um, and i've been continually going to a chinese restaurant close by work as well yeah Yeah. i I went to two barbecue restaurants this week um, and you know hopefully we can continue to go all these restaurants that we like and enjoy. Um, but let's let's go through a little bit of the numbers and the stats as we know them right now. I mean, this isn't, again, this is not a scare tactic. This is to give you information that hopefully you already have a lot of. But if you don't, it'll maybe give you some more of the information. Brian, you want to start? Yeah, you, total, this is as of um, March 13th, which is the most recent data that we have available from the CDC. Total number of cases in the U.S. is, is just over 1,600, uh, 1629. Total deaths is 41. Um, with 47 um, districts, which is 46 states and and D.C., all having at least some cases. Yep, um, that's where we're at right now. Obviously, those numbers in other countries have been astronomically higher. Uh, You know, South Korea had a lot of cases. Italy is going through just a tremendously difficult time right now, and China, of course, as well. Um, but that's where we're at in the U.S. as of now. Um, this Some information coming from Dr. Tony Fauci, member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force and head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, also known as NIAID, and the National Institute of Health. Um, they're stating that it is 10 times more dangerous than the flu. Um, we haven't had tests as of when we're recording this, which is March 13th. Uh, we haven't had enough tests available in the U.S. to, to test as many people as may already be carrying the uh, coronavirus. You can be contagious and, and not exhibit symptoms, and that's that's one of the concerns about this is that 
um, you can be a carrier and infect others, but you may not show any signs yourself. Correct. I, I know young children have been fairly resilient to this so far, but they are obviously, if you've ever been around young children, they're touching everything and they are carriers of a lot of things. So even they if, lick a lot of things, too. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so even if they may not themselves get ill, they have the ability to make others ill at rapid paces. Um, that's part of the reason why you've seen such a massive uh, school district shutdown over the last couple of days. Uh, in the Houston area, we've seen pretty much every school district is shut down for the time being. And, you know, everyone's told to stay home. Um, not sure yet if you gain immunity to it after getting COVID-19 or coronavirus. Uh, people we know will be infected, but that alone should not panic us. Um, look at what other countries have done to try and reduce the impact. And hopefully, you know, hopefully our country is following those models and learning from those experiences and implementing things that will help protect uh, American citizens from it as well. And, and I mean, good news, let's talk about a few things that, that you know, some people are, are explaining as well, which is absolutely true, right? Many, many, many will recover. Most people will recover from this. And there's going to be a time period in, in the future where we look back upon this and it's, it's down to either a normalized or an, a normal flu, annual flu type I event. It's not there yet, but it, it will get there. Right, and, and those who have been mo the most susceptible to major illness and or death have been uh, the elderly and people with weakened immune systems or pre-existing conditions that could uh, that could neg negatively affect their ability to recover from it. So, just some of those things to to be aware of and to be conscious of. Again, this is information that many of you probably already have, but we just feel obligated before we start going into the restaurant industry portion of this episode to at least give you some of those facts and some of the things as we know them currently. Yeah, and, and definitely you know, some people compare this to the swine flu. The swine flu infected many, many more people, killed many, many more people um, here in the U.S. Um, this is not over yet here. Not saying it'll be higher, lower, or the same, but um, definitely we've had, we've had events like this in the past, and we've overcame them. Right. Yeah, we're, we're in the early stages of this right now. We don't know everything about it. We're, we're learning things every day. You know, things are changing by the hours. News reports are coming out. There's not yet a vaccine for this. Hopefully that becomes available in the near future. Um, and right now what they're trying to do, and you've probably heard the term flatten the curve. A and what that means is not have as many people getting it at such a rapid pace. Slow it down so that way you're not overloading hospitals and hospital equipment. And there's personnel that can deal with the people that get the virus. And it's not just an influx of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people at one time so flattening the curve is kind of where we're at with this as a country is trying to trying to slow down the the rate at which we're being possibly infected right if you're going to have a thousand people infected you don't want a thousand people infected in one week you want a thousand people infected over five or six weeks and that way you know the, the supply the medical system can keep up as much as possible a good a good example of this is, is the ridiculous stuff happening with toilet paper, um, beans and rice, uh, meat. But if, if people go to the grocery store and they buy everything that's contained at that one grocery store, and I understand there's many of them, they're going to clean out the grocery store and panic will set in. It doesn't mean that there's not plenty of supplies at the warehouses and in the supply chain. So, you know, it, we want to we want to calm people down in that aspect. And it's the same thing with the virus. If hospitals get full and people can't get seen, it'll be worse than it really could be if we can slow it down. And that's why it's important to, as Andrew mentioned, this, this phrase is called flatten the curve. So it's important to flatten the curve, slow down the infection rate. And that's why, you know, unprecedented 
acts have been taken by our government um, to try to slow that down and the closing of the schools and, and they use the word social distancing, yep. a, a lot of those terms. And, and unfortunately, this has a direct impact on, on our friends that own barbecue joints. Of course. So let's let's go into a little bit of what we can do as consumers to to help be responsible and, and slow down the spread of this um, from a from a consumer standpoint. As far as dining, washing your hands often. You know, this has been talked about ad nauseum on pretty much any media platform the last several weeks. But it, and it's for, kind of a joke, but it's not. So I thought, oh, it's wash your hands, wash your hands. You know, all this stuff. And I thought, eh, you know, come on, I'm tired of hearing about it. I read a little bit about why washing your hands is so good for this and this particular virus i'm not going to read the the, the medical stuff but um, there's there's a fatty layer around this virus washing your hands breaks down that fatty layer it destroys the virus it doesn't kill it because it's not alive destroys the virus and it can remove some of the the microorganisms from your skin itself so honestly washing your hands is the single best thing you can do absolutely and washing them as often as you can especially once you've been in contact with public surfaces and things that other people have touched Hand sanitizer has been a hot topic. It's been disappearing from every store shelf in the country for the last week or so. Um, hand sanitizer, of course, is, is is an aid and it's a tool that you can and should use, but it is not as effective as washing your hands. Um, it's something you can supplement washing your hands with. If you're not able to wash your hands right then, then hand sanitizer does, does help. But washing your hands is by far the most effective way to to get any germs off of your hands so and and soap is in plentiful supply everywhere <laughs> you know that's that's what's amazing people are making this run on sanitizer they're trying to make their own they're buying vodka they're doing things that are just that's way not overkill. why they're buying vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that's the excuse they're using to tell their wives <laughs> why they bought the vodka that's right um, but you know all of that said and done really honestly wash your damn hands and use gloves where you can but wash your hands yes and taking it to the barbecue world you know we're and we're as guilty of it as anyone we love to pick up a piece of brisket pull it apart with our hands throw half of it down the other one will pick it up and eat it and yeah i mean we do it all the time and have for years but right now especially when we're talking about trying to slow down the spread of this virus use a knife and fork when you're eating barbecue and it was really hard to do today um (laughs) it really was yeah and but yes and especially if you you know barbecue is communal if you're sharing it, you know, take a clean knife, separate all the meat, separate all the sides, and then each person eats their own. Don't share it in the middle. Right. For now. Right. Yeah. We've, for years, have shared plates of barbecue, and I'm sure once this is, hopefully we've gotten our head around this and it's slowed down, we'll probably be doing it again. But especially for the time being, be very be very careful and just, you know, what, what you would do with a normal meal. Use a knife and a fork or a spoon, depending on what you're eating, and, and just be conscious of those around you and if you're eating in a group you know making making sure everyone else is hopefully following that same thing you know george costanza made the double dip famous you know if you're if you're at a tex-mex place and if you're in texas there's a good chance you'll be eating tex-mex food we love our chips and salsa that come to the table and our chips and queso that come to the table don't double dip right now (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad idea you know especially if you're sharing the meal with someone else you shouldn't be double dipping you know we we understand that these are inconveniences, but it's a, hopefully a very small inconvenience for a very short period of time. That's that's kind of our goal in all of this. And some of the things too, um, you know, if you really want to go out to eat right now, you know, do whatever you feel like you're, you're safe doing. Um, but if you're sick, if you feel like you're sick, there's there's other things happening. There's a stomach bug 
that's going around. I know several people at my work that have a stomach bug completely unrelated to this. The normal flu is still poking around. People get colds. If you're sick, don't go out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's first and foremost. If you are if you are experiencing any symptoms related to flu or, you know, coronavirus, do not go out. Do not leave your home. If you've if you're caretaking for someone that's exhibiting those systems, you know, everyone's talking about self-quarantining right now and that's that's part of it as well. So just being being safe and being courteous, I guess, when yeah, it, it comes it to is. And that's you know. a, it's a courtesy. I mean, my employees at, at the office, if they're sick, I, I really try to enforce them to go home and yep. be home and, and get well. It does two things. You get well faster, um, but also you don't infect others. That That's right. It's regardless of, of what virus, flu, disease is going around. Right. If mm-hmm. you don't want to eat inside the restaurant because you don't, you know, you're weary of being around people in a crowded restaurant then get your get your food to go you know a number of places offer to go options pretty much every barbecue place will give you to go food um a lot of there are a lot of delivery options whether the restaurant itself delivers or there's doordash or you know you explore these restaurants you want to go to and a lot of them have different options in terms of delivery so look into that and, and if you just simply want to support a restaurant that you like and you feel is not getting enough business right now because of what's going on Buy gift cards. Buy gift cards to that restaurant because that's immediate influx of, of cash or income to that restaurant. And you can use it once this hopefully has passed or at yeah, least gotten under control. You'll use it anyway. So, you'll use it yeah. eventually. You know, so that's that's a good way to help the business You know, get some income coming in. And you eventually will get to use that. If you don't feel safe going and eating right now, you can use that gift card later. And if, um, even if you don't want to get out at all, you know, some restaurants, there, there's a number of them that actually ship barbecue cross-country. Um, you could have that shipped to your door. And you could also have, um, just buy some merchandise from them. Right. I mean, you know, buy a t-shirt, buy a hat, have them mail it to you. Um, you know, it's a great way to, to keep supporting, you know, all of these people that are that are really going to go through some tough times and already started. No, definitely. And, and again, if, if you're not ready to, to take on all of these things, just do one at a time. Just, okay, I, I'm not ready to go to a restaurant, but I'll get it to go. Or I'm not ready to do this, but I'm ready to do that. Use cash as little as possible. I know we're, we're more and more a cashless world these days anyway, but money for years has been some of the dirtiest things you could put your hands on because it exchanges so many hands. So a lot of restaurants are really encouraging their customers to not use cash. And Today today at, at um, Tejas, it was no cash. Um, it, was, it was card only. So you know, to your point, you're not handling the currency. You're not handing it back and forth. It's not touching many hands. You're touching your own card. Uh, most of the restaurants that, that are out there, they're they're putting the point of sale systems facing the customer, and they're they're wiping it down between customers. It's also important. We'll get into the restaurant yeah, side too, right. but but you know understand because you have to touch that screen to sign it or something. If you do, use your knuckle instead of the end yep, of your finger. Doing that this week. Yeah. <laughs> and and then as soon as you get your food or before you grab the tray, go wash your hands. Yep. Uh, yeah. All these things are just extra precautions you can take to help again start to flatten that curve out if you're in a barbecue line or any line for for service at a restaurant keep your distance you know cdc is recommending at least three feet away spatial distance from people so keep your distance from people if you're in a barbecue line there's no reason why you have to stand shoulder to shoulder spread out a little bit and some restaurants are actually helping with this and we'll get into that in a minute Um, but that's one of the things that you can definitely be doing is keeping your distance when you're in line and of course, this is all goes down to your personal financial situations. If you're able to tip a little bit more right now, 
that's of course going to be appreciated. Everyone is trying their best from a restaurant standpoint to not have to lay off any staff or, you know, most of these restaurant employees are hourly people that may or may not have benefits, probably don't have paid vacation. You know, these people need the money coming in as much as we can afford as consumers to to help them with that. If you're in a, you know, if you're in a good enough financial spot where you feel comfortable doing that, it's going to be very much appreciated. And be nice to these people at the grocery store, especially the employees at a grocery store. Can you imagine what these people are going <laughs> through right now? Try to be extra courteous to people. I mean, you don't know what anyone's going through. The person behind you in line could have you know a grandparent in another state that's got coronavirus people, people are very stressed uh, on this uh, yeah. because of the financials not just the sick part the illness and the disease uh, but right. oh there are people financials. worried about losing their jobs Absolutely. or being able to you know make that rent payment and in and all coordination with this we've had the oil collapse yep. and you know I, I have family that's in that business and friends in that business and so there's there's a lot of people stressed um, about many things and and you know relax let's get through this together you know in texas we're, we're we're all very friendly about and and very good about you know in houston we've gone through floods and hurricanes yep. and all of that and it's that mentality that we need now and and supporting the businesses and getting past this right if you're in the restaurant industry it's specifically in houston uh chris shepherd and southern smoke uh part of southern smoke's goal is to provide relief and aid to uh, people in the service industry in times of need. And so just keep an eye, if you're not following Southern Smoke already and you're in the industry, I highly recommend doing it because I'm sure as this continues to evolve, they're gonna be disseminating information that you can hopefully use to, uh, to, to get some aid if you do end up in need of it. Um, of course, you know, events have been canceled all over the country, major sporting events, you know, the whole country has almost gone into a pause mode right now. So barbecue events, I have not heard of a specific large event being canceled yet, but it's it's probably going to happen if we're continuing the path that we're on. So just be aware of those things. Um, you know, keep an eye out for that. If you've got tickets to a certain event, just keep an eye on it. You know, especially as the date gets closer and and making sure that event's going to happen or if it'll be postponed. But just doing what we can as a community, especially people in the barbecue community who who have an affinity for these restaurants and the people that work in these restaurants, to do what we can to help them. Um, let's, you know, we've talked a little bit about what customers can do. Let's talk about, uh, you know, a couple of tips for restaurants, and then we'll go into some restaurants that we've personally spoken with and, and or seen releases online, what they're doing. A um, couple of things that we've seen restaurants do, and I think, I'm not saying he's the first one to do it, but John Brotherton's the first one I saw post something uh, in terms of being forthcoming and public with what you're doing. And what you're changing. It, it helps yeah. It helps set the public mind at ease. It really does in these scary times. I thought it was a really good post, and it and, and it's exactly that. It gives you some confidence that that everybody's taking this seriously and they're taking the precautions they need to take. Right, and, and so if you, if you follow uh, Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue or Liberty Barbecue, they posted recently, and we'll go through a little bit more of that in a moment, about what they're doing from a sanitation and a health uh, standpoint to, to help keep their customers safe. And, and I think people not just publicizing that, but you know, when they do stuff in the restaurant, I, today I saw them wiping down counters, I saw them wiping down doorknobs. That, that gave me a much better feeling actually seeing them do it. So right. watching them practice that, not just post that we're doing things, really, really gave me a lot of confidence today. Right. Uh, again, another thing we'll talk about further in a moment. There are a lot of common surface areas in a restaurant, um, and reducing any of those surface areas that you can and still operate your business is always a good idea. A lot of restaurants are starting have a lot of condiments and condiment stations, and if you can find a way to reduce 
or uh, eliminate. If, if you can, yeah, if you can hand the condiments, uh, put the condiments on the plate or give them to the customer directly as opposed to all of your customers reaching their hands in there, that's going to go a long way. And I, I've seen that, you know, yes. from a minimum of, of just putting it behind the counter, telling people to ask for it or asking them if they want it, putting it on the plate for them or prepackaging it in the little, little containers. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've seen that as well. Anything that you can do to prevent kind of the, the salad bar effect where people are sneezing and touching food and sharing that, that, right. that well, would help. And, and that even comes down to things that are on individual tables. You know, a lot of places will have individual sauce bottles on tables, the paper towel rolls on, on, on tables as well. If you can find ways to eliminate that, at least for the time being, that might set some people's mind at ease that, the, you know, 50 people weren't sitting at this table before me that all touched that bottle and things like that. Uh, and I'll give a, a really good example I saw at work. Um, you know, we have those, um, we just have containers that they put forks and knives in, and you all go jam your fingers in there and grab them out. Right. Um, what they did is they switched to the little kits, the prepackaged individually sealed kits, yep. and they were handing them out. They didn't even put those in a big pile. Um, I thought that was really good because again, yep. it keeps it keeps any of that cross contamination that can happen because you may be perfectly clean, but you know, you know, Mike or Bob might be a pig. Right. So, and and while these restaurants are being very conscious about trying to clean tables in between service, busy restaurant. If you've got tables that are turning over left and right, left and right, you may not have time to wipe a table down completely every you know from every surface top to bottom before the next customer has sat down. So eliminating those you know small even if it's a small possibility trying to eliminate those is always a great thing and we understand that's an increased cost to you the public should understand that's an increased cost and it goes back to what andrew said about hey increasing that tip a little bit during these times to help cover that yeah um we we reached out to a number of different barbecue joints uh, and, and owners of barbecue joints that we know We've received some really great feedback, and, and we've also seen some things publicly on Instagram that were really, really good that we wanted to highlight. And again, these are by no means are these the only places that are doing these things. These are just the few people that we spoke with and or saw uh, post publicly. So just because we don't mention a barbecue joint specifically doesn't mean your favorite local barbecue joint is not doing any or all of these things. Um, let's start with Patrick Fegis. We reached out to Patrick, and he uh, got back with us with some really good information that he's uh, he's doing for his restaurant. So the no no cash, um, you know, strongly suggesting it, and and it's okay to really push people into no cash, um, but that again because it's not just the customer's cash, it's the employee touching the cash and then putting it in the cash register. Right, and I was at Fijis the other day, and the the person running the register was also wearing gloves, and of course everyone working the line is always wearing gloves. Everyone that's handling food is wearing gloves. Uh, they have signs posted, and they've been posted for at least the last week and a half, because I've been there twice in the last two weeks, and they were posted the previous week, and I went there too. They have signs posted uh, in various spots along their service line, in neon green, you know, very obvious to the customer, asking them, because they do have a glass partition divider where you can see the sides and you can see the meat, but you don't, you know, you don't have direct contact with them. Please maintain that border, not reaching over or peering over. Uh, to where you could be exposing potential germs to to the food, so they've got signs asking you very nicely not to do that. Uh, sanitizer that we see, we have seen at many restaurants recently, um, keeping bottles of sanitizer yeah. out. Again, washing your hands is better, but even in between washing your hands, a squirt of sanitizer isn't going to hurt at all. Yep, uh, and he, and they're being very proactive. Aaron and Patrick are, have already started looking into 
food delivery services and or even delivering it themselves uh, and doing some food deliveries if for, you know if this gets to the point where people really really don't want to go out and, and we should mention as well that Fiji's barbecue is in a food court with uh, with a bunch of buildings around office buildings around it so if those people start working from home that could really affect their business or if you're in a similar situation like that if you're if your business is very much reliant on, you know, like the energy corridor of Houston, if your business is very much reliant on the businesses around it to, to sustain it, um, the next couple of weeks could be pretty tough. So they're already looking into ways that they can help. If, the, if you can't come to the food, trying to bring the food to you. And, and it's a great, again, great way to support them by getting that. And there's less, because there's less people involved in that from cooking to delivery to you eating it, right. it's, it's better and safer for you as well. Yes, again, as Brian mentioned, they do have sanitizer at the register. Uh, one thing that he mentioned that I thought was pretty interesting is, uh, you know, Patrick's had a very long and storied cooking career. Early on in his cooking career, he was working for an international food service company. He it was during he, one he of the. He started out by cooking a lote when he was twelve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, he he was working there during one of the other major medical uh, instances we had in the country. He couldn't remember if it was swine flu or bird flu or which one it was. But they, they had set a timer at that place where every 30 minutes, no matter what you were doing, you had to stop and wash your hands. And, you know, he was a young kid at the time, and he thought it was crazy that they were doing this. But now he sees he sees the benefit of it as a business owner, and he's implemented that same practice at the restaurant now every 30 minutes. And one, one thing Patrick pointed out, and it's good for everyone in the public to know, everyone touches their phone every five seconds yes. in this country. Everyone does. And so, you know, you wash your hands, you touch your dirty phone. You wash your hands, you touch your dirty phone. So... And then you might touch your dirty face. Uh, yeah. yeah and so and so doing those face. things more regularly will help. And Fijis is another one that had a public condiment station that but, they but had I, now I, taken I over. I just want to jump back. I think that's a genius idea um, and a great practice, you know, that everybody should try to do is, you know, if you can do it every 30 minutes, do it every 30 minutes. But it just forces everybody to get into that habit yep. of constantly washing your hands. And that once you get into the habit, you'll, you'll maintain that habit. So I, I really want to highlight, I think that was... A really great idea. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Fijis has a public condiment bar where they had their pickled jalapenos, pickles, and onions. That has gone away. Uh, they are now doing prepackaged condiments, as we talked about earlier, um, and and putting you know if you know putting it on your tray if you're ordering a plate, they, they'll put the condiments on the tray for you, so that way you don't have public common use of of the condiment bar. So that's uh, that, that's a good thing, especially in these times that we're in right now. Um, Teddy's Barbecue down in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, obviously, you know, many places are, are, are doing the things that we would hope and expect them to do, send people home when they're sick. You know, again, Andrew mentioned about how people are hourly. Uh, a lot of the employees, they're going to tend to show up when they're sick because they, they need to and, and they really want to to keep the paycheck going. But sometimes as a manager, you have to make that tough call and, right. and send them home. And so we're, we're glad that they do that as well. Um, sanitizing stations again, um, and then every 15 to 30 minutes, in addition to washing hands, like Patrick mentioned, go through and, and sanitize door handles and knobs. Um, I saw this today at Tejas when I was leaving. They were wiping down the counters. Somebody else was wiping down the door knobs. And again, it, it reassures your customers. It's a, it's the good thing to do, but it, it helps me feel better when I go eat there as well. Right, and Teddy's has also placed uh, hand sanitizing stations in several places throughout the restaurant. So, you know, they're they're being proactive. Um, Rio Grande Valley, as of today, hasn't had a ton of cases yet, and hopefully that continues for them. Um, but they're being proactive. They know that, you know, this can affect their business and can affect their area. So they're they're taking those steps now to, to hopefully try to uh, 
put the customers at ease from the beginning. And and everybody wearing gloves, yes. even even people that aren't cutting the meat. For goodness sakes, wear gloves on both your hands anyway. Uh, but but everybody wearing gloves. You know, it, I'll I'll be honest. That happened at um, I was at Harbor Freight and I was at another another business retail business and everybody was wearing gloves and at first it's a little frightening but then you realize it's okay and I, I also know that I've seen some some comments that some of the businesses are not allowing their employees to wear masks because it scares the customers and come on people relax it it's a good thing if somebody's wearing one. It doesn't mean that they're sick necessarily. If they are sick and wearing a mask, they shouldn't be at work. Of course. Um, yeah. But don't panic or freak out if somebody's wearing a mask. I, I, I go to casinos a lot. Apparently, it's what I've heard. But um, it, it's becoming more and more common there anytime, day or night. You going to a casino anytime soon? Um, I, I may not go tomorrow. Um, <laughs> the, the offers have increased greatly. Um, but uh, I, I am on the fence. I've got plenty of, of stuff. I've got some welding to do tomorrow. Um, so I may not go. But, but don't, you know, don't freak out if people are wearing gloves. That's perfectly fine. It's a good thing. And, and again, that's not cheap. Um, all the way out onto the East Coast. Yeah, um, saw this on Instagram and, and it was a really good post. If you follow ZZQ uh, in Richmond, Virginia, uh, really great looking barbecue. We got to try their food at Charleston One Food last year. Um, just a, re- they look like they're doing really good stuff out there. But they they took the time and, and made a post that to highlight some of the measures they're taking to help keep their employees and their uh, customers safe. Couple things we wanted to highlight is that you know they are sanitizing all surfaces and common spaces at at least hourly. Um, they're asking for people in line to space apart at least three feet, and they're also adding floor markers to keep that space and, apart. And I really like that idea yeah, as well I did too. because it again it, it just reinforces hey you know give give people that distance. Right, and, and they are for the time being they're operating on a, a little bit of reduced hours, which you may see more of at barbecue joints. You just need to kind of. Don't get mad if you go to a barbecue joint and they're not open right now. Follow, I mean, and barbecue yeah. joints, please, if you are going to be doing reduced oh, hours, please, please post it and let the public and know. On every one of your social media accounts, <laughs> because we've seen this, like, especially in Christmas break. Or right, vacation, vacations. Anything, yeah. If you, if you have an, if you have a Facebook account, but you just haven't updated it, go and update it because yep. somebody's going to look at that one and then complain that you didn't update it. But, right. but it's perfectly okay to reduce hours and people need to understand that, that, you know, they're going to need to because... Um, they may not they may not have the business to support yeah. and they may open. not even have the staff right now to right. be able to support it as well so there's a lot of factors that go into that but yes czq um, they are open friday and saturday normally for lunch and dinner service but it's going to be for lunch service only right now and they are open more more hours than that but friday and saturday nights were the nights that they did dinner service they will not be doing that for the time being hopefully once you know this is stabilized and, and improved that will come back but just be mindful of that um, we, we mentioned John Brotherton earlier, Black Iron Barbecue and Liberty Barbecue. Um, they're doing wellness checks pre-shift for all. Yeah, I think they're taking temperatures, yeah, actually, right? For, I mean, they're, they're actually taking temperatures, and so that's, that's good. Yes, and all of their employees in the restaurant will be wearing gloves. Everyone that's interacting with the guests, of course, food prep, always wearing gloves. And all of his employees are take, retaking food safety courses. And that, that's good because there's a lot of times that you can forget some of the common sense things and that should be done anyway. But, you know, you, you get a little lackadaisical. It has happened. So um, also a good idea just to reinforce that. Right. And last but certainly not least, um, we, we reached out to Fox Brothers and uh, Jonathan Fox. We wanted to get the perspective from around the country, not just what places in Texas are doing, but, but joints around the country. 
And we wanted to get a good sample of smaller places, larger operations, just to kind of give you an idea of what everyone's doing. And uh, Jonathan Fox re replied with, with a bunch of really good information and really, uh, really honest feedback on what they're doing and, and kind of their concerns. And we just wanted to share some of those with you because I just I really appreciated someone uh, that operates a business that large. It's that large and has, has a lot of variety of foods and 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 things that go on there and, yes. and turn around and so um one of the things that one of the things I, I caught here that i that stood out that i didn't see elsewhere um they're, they're making sure they're sanitizing their menus yes um so if you have menus not everybody does some people just throw it up on the board but right um, if you have anything that that your your customers will touch they need to be sanitized as well yes and they're cleaning the bathrooms even more often than they already were and they, mean, they made a good point that if if people are washing their hands more often, if your customers are washing their hands more often, they're going to go through more product. Right. So you need to make sure it's staffed. I mean, it, you know, it's stocked rather. So, um, you know, if, if you do, as a restaurant owner, you're going to have to check your restrooms a little more often because you don't want to run out of, of soap. Right. And Fox Brothers started a lot of these practices. I mean, obviously, they already maintain a clean restaurant, but they started reinforcing this a few weeks ago before things really hit hard here in the U.S., they had started enforcing this with their with their staff and just reinforcing being diligent on these safety and sanitation practices. Um, one thing that I really wanted to highlight, I mean, they got a 99 on their most recent health inspection, which is wonderful, obviously, and health inspections. And that information is available online if you do want to look up health inspection reports. But please do your homework on it because there are things that come up on a health inspection report that can sound very scary that yes. in fact are really not. So you mean slime in the ice machine? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just do be mindful of that. Don't see this place got a demerit for this. And yeah, if they got oh, 70 God. demerits, there could be a reason uh, why that, that's not as bad as it sounds. Of course. Yeah. So, so be mindful of that and don't just read a health report and think, oh my gosh, this is the dirtiest place. I'm going to die if I eat here. Um, but you can access that information if it is information you want. Of course, they're asking their employees if they have any signs of symptoms, you know, to not come to work and stay away from work until those symptoms subside or, and or they seek medical care, depending on, you know, how their condition. And they, they're using improves. the thermometer as well. Yes. You know, good practice. Yep. And they they have a policy that all of their employees take the sanitation classes, you know, when, when they hire on. And, you know, there's retraining that goes on for them as well. Um, and this is what something he pointed out that I really wanted to uh, to 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 read word for word just so we get the full effect out here because this is something that I'm sure a lot of business owners are really feeling right now. Uh, we'll quote it from Jonathan Fox. Uh, what really scares me, if one employee tests positive and God forbid has interaction across all aspects of our operations, the shutdown to sanitize everything is one thing, but public perception and the two-week quarantine time period for a large part of our staff could be financially devastating. And that's 100 percent true. And a lot of these restaurants, I'm sure, have that same fear is not not just God forbid one of your employees gets sick. That's terrible. But the the potential loss of business and the potential that he can infect your customer. I mean, just right. he or she. And, and as many people are going to get infected by this, there will be people infected at restaurants and retail business. And we shouldn't panic if somebody is infected at a restaurant. Of course. Right now. Because the cases are so low, each individual case kind of gets scrutinized and, and, and gets some media hype. But there's going to be a time in the next week or two when a, a lot of people are going to be infected at some point. So don't freak out if one person is infected. I mean, it, it's going to happen. People you know will be infected. It's okay. I mean, people you know got the flu this year. Right. Right. And this is not the flu. We've said that. But understand that this, this is not going to be something that nobody you know ever gets it and it's not a death sentence or anything if you get it 
it's this very serious thing. But, um, you know, definitely don't blacklist a place if by some chance that person actually got it by going somewhere else. Right. And, you know, it just if you're not showing signs, it, it's hard to know that the, the incubation period can be 14 days. So, you know, you could have went somewhere 14 days ago, not shown a sign yet, show a sign today. Uh, all of that can be true. And it's, it's not a reflection on the restaurant. Right. And if you're not familiar with Fox Brothers, they are out of Atlanta. They are from Texas and opened up a Texas barbecue joint in Atlanta many, many years ago. Uh, they're feeling the, the pinch especially because they have an outpost right outside of the Atlanta Braves Stadium. That season has been postponed. That's another loss. And also the uh, Falcon Stadium was going to be home to the Final Four this year, which the NCAA tournament has been canceled. So this is all potential and, and business. I even have one, one of my employees was, was going to the Final Four. Um, and, I mean, obviously the, the impact to cities, the impact to the businesses, all of that ancillary, ancillary business that you didn't really think about is, is yeah. impacting them already. Right. Well, yeah. and, and any restaurant that does a large amount of catering, a lot of those caterings have probably been canceled because any major event right now in most major cities yeah. has been postponed or canceled. So all of these things factor into a restaurant's profitability. And so that's why it's as important now as it ever was to support these restaurants if you have the ability to do so. And, and again, we're going to do it as much as we can, as much as we can safely do so, and we hope that you guys do too. So from, from the restaurant side, you know, you don't have to cover everything in Lysol. You don't have to spray your briskets with Lysol. Just make sure that you keep everything sanitized. And, and some of these tips are really good. Share the tips with each other. Uh, you know, that, that's also great so that everybody can understand how to, how to do this right. For the consumers, you know, you don't necessarily have to risk it for the brisket. Just, just take care of yourself. Pay attention. You know, and, and if things turn worse, then, then things are going to turn worse. But I, I think Andrew had some great ideas like buying the gift cards. You can buy the gift card now. You can go eat when everything calms down. And in the meantime, you're helping these businesses stay afloat. Yeah. So, so anything that we can do, and we're, uh, we, we don't just say these things. We do them as well. So anything that we can do personally, and, and you guys as barbecue fans that listen to this show can do it's going to go a long way to helping these businesses out so we really hope that you do i know this is kind of a you know dateline barbecue right here yeah we're trying not to and we're trying to very carefully not to sensationalize of this course. but we're also trying not to downplay it this this is a very real and serious thing that's happening right but we will all get through this together but in the meantime we need to support our local barbecue joints absolutely so if you have the opportunity to do so this weekend next weekend during the week whenever you can um, go out to your local barbecue joint or and and your local restaurant. You know, if you don't want to eat barbecue every day, we understand. We don't want to eat it every day, but we still eat it every other day usually. But if uh, if you have the opportunity to support a local business, it's more important now than it's ever been. And uh, we hope even once this hopefully has passed and we've gotten back to some sense of normalcy, keep supporting these places as well. So. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to a little bit different episode than you're probably used to from us, but we felt an obligation as, you know, two people that care about barbecue and, and have this goofy little show that we've been fortunate to have for almost three years now, uh, felt an obligation to get as much information out there as we can, and hopefully if it gets one person out there to eat another meal, then it's it's worth it. I mean, if you don't, again, last thing, if you don't want to go out, Go online, support them. One way or the other, let's support them. Let's pull together. Let's get through this. Let's get to the other side of this. And, and let's just keep having fun. 
All right. Well, I'm sweating now, not because of coronavirus, <laughs> but because we've turned the AC yeah, off in know. this car. Yeah. So let's uh, let's end this episode and get some AC. Catch you guys later.